Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome to the 35th episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is my pleasure to take you on this magical journey. We are here to break down and discuss the most exciting matchups taking place from Thursday to Sunday. That's right, Patrick. My name is Andres Ramirez, and I am your money-making machine. I got the best games for you to put that side money to build that cash flow. This week, we are being joined by a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back for the second time, Rigo, the Dreamcatcher Arroyo. Awesome. Thanks for having me here, guys. Much appreciated. Uh, excited to be back in the living room. We're excited to have you back. And this week, we're going to talk about one college basketball game, a couple NBA games, one hockey game, and of course, one major football game that is the Super Bowl coming at you this Sunday. I'm sure everybody is excited for it. We're going to get into all that after a quick message from our sponsor. As you all are aware, on Sunday morning, Kobe Bryant, Lakers legend, NBA superstar, loving husband, father, and friend, passed away tragically in a helicopter accident. Uh, he was with his daughter, he was with a family friend, the coach of his daughter's basketball team, his pilot, and uh, his friend's wife and their child. So nine lives were lost, and uh, it's been running the media a lot. It's been in every single news segment. It's been on every single sports channel. A lot of people are coming forth to pay their respects and show homage to Kobe Bryant. So uh, we are all from Southern California, so we all have memories of Kobe Bryant. And uh, I just want to ask Rigo, our guest, uh, who, what is the first memory you have of Kobe Bryant and um, a little bit of how you feel about what's going on right now? Well, I'll start off with how I feel. Uh, it's a very unfortunate event that took place. Um, Kobe was respected and loved by a lot of people. Um, it's The funny story is when I first heard about Kobe, I was 11 years old, and my dad's taking me to buy a basketball jersey. And at the time, I had only known of, you know, Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, and the other Lakers. Well, when I asked to see an Eddie Jones jersey, the owner of the store pulls down a Kobe jersey and tells me, kid, this guy just came out of high school and already has a jersey. You're going to want this jersey. Yeah. So my dad looks at me and says, take the Kobe jersey. And sure enough, man, 20 years later, the dude, you know, had a ridiculous career, um, just over the top, you know, just uh, just overall, you know, a, a horrible situation that happened and very unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, he won five NBA championships. He won two Olympic gold medals. He made friends with the entire league. Somehow, some way, everybody in the league had a connection with them. And Andres, you, you, you actually grew up in L.A. County. Yeah. What was it like for you growing up? with Kobe Bryant coming to, you know, fame? I mean, truth be told, I wasn't a big Lakers fan. I'm still not a Lakers fan now. But everybody and their mother that I that I knew were all Lakers fans. They were all Kobe's fans. They wore the number eight. They wore the 24. Um, you know, a lot of, I got a lot of respect for him as a player, as a competitor. He definitely had the killer instinct, something that a lot of these players don't have currently. Mm -hmm. Definitely in the same mindset as Jordan. Um, so I knew he pretty much related his game style and play and idolized Jordan and, and brought that into his game style. 
So, look, it's a tragedy that occurred. Um, back then, I would laugh. And looking back now, I would laugh to see how many times Kobe would win a championship and uh, ruin my ruin my dreams of of the Lakers not winning another one. But <laughs> yeah. uh, but but that's who he was. I mean, him and him and uh, Shaq were a dyna- dynamic duel and just would run steamroll over people. Um, how, when, when he would go up against the 76ers, you know, and just steamroll them in that in that finals. So you've been driving around LA, going to and from work. Yeah, I've been taking the train. Mm-hmm. You've been driving around Orange County, yeah. where he actually lived, Rigo. Yeah. And how is the mood driving around the city? It, it does it feel empty a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's that Sunday morning. Um, a friend of ours actually, you know, uh, she calls my fiance and tells her. Hey, let's go and put some flowers at the entrance of the community off Pelican Road there in Newport. And I was just surprised that, you know, I'm a big Kobe fan, but the fact that somebody already instantly wanted to go take flowers mm-hmm. it just shows you how much this guy was, you know, respected and loved and admired. Um, but you know, it's very unfortunate. But you know. So the the funny thing is, I mean, we I we can't we can sit here and tell you all the memories we have of Kobe, you know, making buzzer beaters and winning championships, but you can just see those. They're readily available on Facebook, on Instagram. So we're not going to really, you know, tell you about the Portland game or Sacramento or against uh, Indiana. But the one memory that I have of Kobe Bryant, I was in um, Boston uh, I was in Boston two years ago. This is enemy territory. The Celtics Lakers have the biggest basketball rivalry. And I was in Boston and I jump into Uber and the, the guy says, uh, he was from another country. I don't know where he was from, but he was from, you know, somewhere in some country in Africa. I really can't tell you which one. And he had an accent and he says, you're going to the airport. And I said, yeah. And he says, to where are you flying? And I said, I'm going to LA. He said, Los Angeles. I say, yeah. And he's like, do you live there? And I say, yeah, I live there. And he looks at me in the rear view mirror and like he's driving and he takes his right hand and he acts like he shoots a basket. You know, he keeps his left hand on the steering wheel. He shoots a basket with his right hand and he goes, Kobe. <laughs> and um, I looked at him and I was like, yeah, man, it's Kobe's land. Like, that, that, uh, yeah, that's Kobe's land. And it's just crazy because we used to grow up, grow up you know, saying like, the very next, so when Kobe would have amazing playoff games, and those memories will forever be in our hearts, his playoff games. But the one thing that I remember more is going to school the next day and looking at your classmates after Kobe had a crazy game, and you just look at them and you're like, Shh, Kobe, dude. Kobe. Like, and that's all you had to say was Kobe. And everybody knew that what that meant. And now it's it takes on a different meaning. You're just like Kobe, and it's you know, it's sad. The, the excitement has just been. Sucked away. So rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Um, we could sit here for hours and talk about it, but you know, like I said, at least all the information is available online, so everybody can take their time with processing the information, and everybody grieves, you know, a little bit differently. So, do you guys have any last things you want to say about it, or? No, yeah, just uh, yeah, prayers and you know thoughts go out to all the families affected, and uh, yeah. So, yeah, because there was, what, four families affected ultimately, yeah, right? Yeah. So, Andres? I mean, uh, thoughts and prayers are definitely to all the families, not just uh, the Bryant families. Uh, and I think, you know, not to take anything away from Kobe, um, we all know how much of an impact and a superstar he was, 
but it also, I mean, there was other families that were involved and, and are hurting by this too. So uh, let's not uh, take that away from them as well either. Yeah. All right. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. So you bought one pack. Of, was, you bought I want one pack, and two Kobe Bryant's came in it, right? Okay. And then, so he goes, "Give me one of those duplicates that you have, right?" Of the he Kobe goes, Bryant of rookie. The Kobe Bryant rookie card. He goes, and I'll, and give, I'll you... give you three of these packs. Uh huh. See, I spent eight dollars for three fucking cards. I didn't go play the video games. Yeah, right, right. I would go buy baseball okay. cards. Yeah, right. And right. then after, so the... I didn't want the five pack. I wanted the elite three pack that cost eight dollars, bro. Yeah. And so yeah, so he gave me three of those packs. And then two of those packs, two different Kobe Bryant rookie cards. So you had three Kobe Bryant. I want to say cards. I have four of them on me. Where are they all now? They're all at home, and they're all in protective gears. None are of they, them have stats have, on them, bro. A, are they pre None of them have stats. Pre sleeves, and then uh, screwed in. Bro, that you can probably. I don't know. I don't. But that's 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 <laughs> the only thing, though, dude. Because out of all my out of all my like like I have some good autographs from baseball players. But they're all they're all juiced, bro. I mean, A Rod's juiced, Giambi's juiced, Clint, Roger Clemens is juiced. Yeah, fucking another one on the hall, dude. I mean, Mike Piazza is cool, but he's not. All the baseball cards he you have, they got dude. caught with steroids. Yeah, a lot of them did, dude. But the Kobe Bryant ones, Kobe if Bryant, you were to be dude. able to sell each of them for twenty grand each, would you do it? Oh yeah, you would yeah. sixty grand. No. At least one of them for sure. I would sell one of them, but that's one. Would it right now? I, I, hate, I hate to, and I hate that dude. And that was another thing that went right through my head, dude. I was like, "Fuck my Kobe Bryant rookie cards." Yeah. And I went to go get them, dude. I have that. I have a Derek Jeter rookie card. Oh, nice. But wouldn't the Kobe Bryant's be the highest value right now? Nah, the day man, after I'm, he died, bro. No, he's not in the hall yet. He's not in the hall. Kobe Bryant's not in the hall of fame. No, not yet. He's the shit. But he will be. Yeah. Right. That's why you gotta wait. If you guys are ready, let's jump right into the pepper segment. Andres, are you ready? Absolutely. Rigo, are you ready? Let's get it. Okay, so the pepper segment is a time where we pepper around our bullshit. We talk about the games that we're excited for, who we think is going to win, and why. So let's start with the game to kick it off for the weekend. Both teams are ranked, and this is college basketball, 5.30 p.m., the 18th ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. Andres has been obsessed with the Hawkeyes. And ever since his obsession took off, they've gotten ranked closer and closer to the top 10. They are in Maryland, taking on the 15th ranked Maryland Terrapins. Both teams seem to be evenly matched on dress. There's about 20% of the world's paying attention to this game. <laughs> you have to convince the other 80%, Rigo included, yeah. as to why they should watch this game after work Thursday night. Well, the biggest reason is January 30th when this game takes place. We're getting closer yeah. to March Madness, okay? You've got a top 25 matchup. Mm -hmm. You've got Big Ten basketball. We just saw Iowa coming off big wins last week. Uh, they did beat, what did they beat? I don't remember now. Oh, they beat Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And they beat Rutgers, which is another top five. And then last week, we told you against Michigan two weeks ago, they beat Michigan. So right now they're on a like four, five game winning streak. They're hot. They're hot. Okay. They, this is round two of their meeting. They beat Maryland uh, on January 10th, so 20 days ago, when this day will come out. In in Mar they in beat, Iowa. Okay. In by Iowa. how much? They beat them by like 20. Okay. But 
This game to me is going to be huge because Maryland is looking for blood. They need to get back in the winning circle. They need to improve their resume to get to the dance. I'm taking Maryland at home to get that revenge game. <laughs> the guys are hot at home. I'm so going with the Maryland Terrapins. Rigo's face said it all. <laughs> Bro, he just convinced me to go for Iowa right now. This whole spiel, they're hot. The, the ranking is getting closer. Big Ten basketball. I'm putting my money on Iowa now. Yeah, I don't know right. why. I want them to win now. So that's, that's who I'm, so, so you're I'm going, taking. You're going Iowa. I'm going to go with Iowa. All right. Well, I'm going with Maryland. Reason being, Maryland is 11-0 and 0 at home. Ooh. This game is being played in Maryland. Okay. And crab cakes and basketball is what Maryland does. <laughs> yeah, okay. They do crab cakes and football. But I guess this time around, it's crab cakes and basketball. I'm going to go with Iowa. I mean, Ooh. I'm going with Iowa. I, uh, last time I took Maryland, they screwed me over. So I do not forget that. Friday, NBA only, no college. There is going to be some college games going on, but we're only going to be watching these two games. 5 p.m., the Dallas Mavericks go to Houston, taking on the Houston Rockets. If you don't know, Dallas Mavericks have the sensation, Luka Doncic, and the Rockets have Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Andres, do you think the Mavericks win the battle of the Lone Star State? I don't know, but it's going to be a very entertaining game. I mean, I really like the way that Luka plays. This guy's pretty much averaging a triple-double. This guy's sensational to watch. He's fun to watch. The Rockets at home have been pretty decent. This is definitely the state, you know, fighting for the state of Texas. It's going to come down to the wire. I, I kind of want to flip a coin, but I'm not going to. So I'm going to stick with my gut, and I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to go with Luka. I think he's going to upset uh, Harden and Westbrook. So I'm going with the – I'm going to go with uh, my boy, my man. I, li- I love Mark Cuban as an owner. I think he's going to go, you know, wave the flag on the on the big Rockets. You saw, you saw what he did, right? He's retiring Kobe's, Kobe's number 24. Awesome. See, so, awesome. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, no, Mark Cuban said he's yeah. retiring that. And Rigo, uh, you, you watch NBA more than college basketball. I'm, what, what do you think? Is Porzingis out? Porzingis, no, he's, back. he's back. He's, he's back. back. Yeah. So yeah, so you got two, you got two American superstars playing for the Rockets against two international superstars playing for the Mavericks. With that being said, with that being said, that one's a tough one. I think I'm gonna go with the Rockets though. Um, Harden and Westbrook are some bad boys. Luca's a bad boy too, but that's two bad boys against one bad boy. Porzingis is good, but I just don't see him blowing up so much. Mm-hmm. I haven't I so yeah without getting too much into it I got Rockets so you're gonna go to you're gonna take the Rockets even though the record for Dallas on the road is 16 and 6 these guys are lights out away from home that's why I'm taking the Mavs well let me tell you what I think and then you can tell me what the Rockets home record is can you pull that up they're 15 and 7 at home 15 and 7 at home the Mavericks are 16 and 6 so something's got to give something's got to give yeah I'm going with Luka I'm going with the, the younger guy and the guy that, in my opinion, can take it to Harden. Harden can't guard anybody. No, no. Russell Westbrook can't hit an open jump shot. Um, Porzingis, I mean, he's good. I'm going with Dallas. Let's move on to the 7:30 game. Not much to discuss. Well, I guess. I mean, the Blazers are coming into LA, taking on the Lakers. It's going to be a very emotional game. I don't think the Blazers have a chance because, well, the Lakers are going to be firing on all cylinders due to the recent tragedy. But the one thing that I would say is Damian Lillard plays for the Blazers. He also was a huge Kobe Bryant 
you know, a friend of his. Do you think that that plays a role? Do you think he's going to go off and, and lead the Blazers to victory, Rigo? I don't think so. Uh, just because every Laker, you know, that has a jersey on them, they're going to feel a lot more uh, inspired to do this for Kobe, especially a lot of these guys that played with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to take – I'm taking Lakers over. Uh, look, Lillard is phenomenal, but he alone can't do the job to over, you know, to Carmelo. Yeah, hey, you know what? Melo for sure has been having like, you know, a Lazarus kind of year. He's coming out from the <laughs> dead. He's he's playing well, better than I would have expected. I think better than a lot of people would have expected. True. It's not enough firepower for, you know, for the Trailblazers to come into the Staples Center. And be for, for their first game after the the tragedy of Kobe because the game got canceled last night, mm-hmm. so we got postponed against the Clippers. I, that place is gonna be rocking. That place is gonna be emotional. I think LeBron takes it to the Trailblazers. I think Anthony Davis. I think is gonna go off if he plays, or even a big man. What's his uh, Dwight, Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard. Uh, I'm gonna see Big Kuzma come up there. Yeah, big. yeah. You know, that kid. Every be rookies and be able to play with Kobe and the American Bald Eagle. I got you, man. I mean, I'm also taking the Lakers. Uh, I'm just the reason why we're presenting this game to you, ladies and gentlemen, is because of what happened. And furthermore, we want to see how the Lakers respond. This is definitely must see TV going into Saturday. Again, we're going to quickly discuss the Saturday game uh, for the NBA. It's the Lakers up in Sacramento. The main storyline for this game is uh, Buddy Heald plays for the Kings and Buddy Heald wears 24 in honor of Kobe Bryant. He was doing it when Kobe was alive and he's still wearing it now. Uh, the, last night, Buddy Hield went off. He had the be- career high in points. He was very emotional. Um, the Kings head coach is Luke Walton, a former Laker. Teammate. Uh, teammate of Kobe Bryant. And um, the Lakers and Kings, their rivalry is so big with one another because of Kobe Bryant. You know, So there's a lot to be said about this game. It's usually kind of a Passover game. I don't really care about it, but this one's going to be close because of all the emotions. I, oh, I'm i going to just start off and then we'll go to Rigo. I'm going to say the Lakers win. I don't see the Lakers losing uh, for a couple games only because they're going to be on some kind of other level. Do you think for any reason the Kings are going to come in and upset um, the Lakers at home? No, I don't see that happening. Uh, exactly what you said. You know, I see Lakers being on a storm for the next couple games, um, probably for, throughout the whole season. Man. Uh, Saturday, do you think that um, do you think that LeBron has fifty points on Saturday or Friday? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, definitely. Easy. Uh, yeah, I get probably against the Kings. I don't know if against the Blazers, but for sure against the Kings. <laughs> so you think on Saturday the uh, Lakers win? Oh, the blow them out. Double right. digits, no problem. Let me hear your game on Saturday. Let's, uh, let's, Saturday. This is this is this is more uh, lighthearted. This yes. is this is more fun for LA. Yeah. Andres. Look, I'm we're, I'm watching the Ducks of Anaheim against the Kings of LA. This is a hot key for those who are unaware that the Ducks are even a team in professional sports, but they are. <laughs> uh, I'm going with it because to me, this is a rivalry game, right? This is in-state rivalry. This is a freeway series. 30 minutes from one point A to point B. This game is at the Staples Center. Yep. Uh, Kings are, aren't, neither team is actually having a good year this year. Uh, but I like to watch this game because I, I've been to both. I used to watch the Ducks when they were when I was a kid. We used to go to the the Anah- Anaheim Pond back when it was called the Pond, not the Honda Center. Yeah. Uh, and I used to watch the Kings back when they were at the uh, Great Western Forum, which is now the Forum, but now they play at the Staples Center. So 
the Kings and, and this rivalry to me brings a lot of memories, a lot of good memories. So I'm going to take the Kings at home. Uh, I hate the Ducks because I hate Orange County. I hate Anaheim. So I'm sticking with, I'm a born Kings fan, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Kings. They need to get a, a rebound game to at least get a push for the playoffs. This is the second part of the season for the Kings because the uh, All-Star weekend just happened. So, How many games are they out of first? So let's say... So right now, yeah, in just, order to, to, to make the playoffs... Yes. They well, they're dead last in the conference. Oh my god! So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> they need one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven. So right now they need their eight spots from the, from being in the eighth seed. So okay. they have to win the next. Eight, they gotta six, win out sixteen games. At least the next twenty for sure. Jeez. Okay, so and they can do it. This I've is... seen they, I've seen it happen. They can do it, and they've won as an eighth seed. For the Stanley Cup, so as long as they get into the playoffs, it's anybody's game. Yeah, they just gotta light a fire under their asses and, and set something up. Rigo, do you think that? I mean, Rigo's interesting because he is an LA fan through and through, but he lives in Orange County. So, do you think the Ducks are gonna win, or what, what are you gonna do? Yeah, the Quack Attack. Um, <laughs> now, nah, so I'm gonna go with the Ducks uh, uh, just to uh, just to upset. Andres, uh, with the whole playoff run. But I feel that's what that type of rivalry is, you know what I mean? Sometimes they just mess it up for the other guy. Yeah. Um, but I'm only a Ducks fan because I like the hat that I bought, and that was my first hockey game. Um, but big hockey fan, though. I enjoy it. Man sport, you know. It is a man sport. They duke, let him fight. Duke it out on the ice, <laughs> yeah. and then go sit in the box. Well, not, not to be a homer or anything, but I'm going to go with the Kings. I, I don't really uh, follow hockey all the way until the playoffs start, then I really watch the games. But I have a Kings hat, just like Regal has a Ducks hat. <laughs> and I've been to plenty of Kings games and it is really fun environment. And hopefully um, the Black Mamba will be there in spirit to cheer on the Kings and help them get that victory. It's Sunday, so we got about 12, 14 minutes left to talk about the Super Bowl. I am sitting here. A Dallas Cowboys fan myself, I'm sitting here with two die-hard 49ers fans. They've been Niners fans ever since I met them, so they're not these new fans that everyone's talking about. These guys have been 49ers fans for years. They've seen the ups and downs, and right now, it's really up. So, let's talk a little bit about who do you think on the 49ers, respectively, you guys answer. Rigo, you go first. Who do you think on the 49ers needs to have a big game? Does the big does the player of the game for the Niners in order for them to win have to come from the defense or the offense? I think I think both sides though. I mean, defense. I'm gonna say de defense stays consistent and stays strong. Um, I'm really hoping Jimmy G comes up big. You got guys who could catch. You got guys who could separate. Uh, Kittle. Debo, all these dudes. Um, but then we also have a running game. You know, Mostart is a monster. Yeah. You know, just throw an N in the dude's name. Um, I, you know, I see, I see the offense going off and uh, the defense, you know, staying, staying, you know, the same and uh, and killing it. So the what? The, okay. So the passing attack. Let me ask you about that. And Andres, you can chime yeah. in too. Yeah. The, the tight end for the 49ers, George Kittle, Kittle right? Yeah. If he has an above average game and none of the wide receivers do well, do the Niners have a chance of winning or does a wide receiver have to do better? 
No, I don't think, no, they don't need to be better or have a better game. It's been showing the last two playoff games that realistically you didn't even need wide receivers other than the block. And Kittle has been the key of the blocking scheme. Without him, everything's lost, right? And the guy's a five-item tool player, right? He mm -hmm. does everything, right? He blocks, he goes out for passes, he sets motions and screens. He does whatever he can to help the team, and that's the key thing. And I think all the Niners are, are all in and bought into that mentality. It's not about me, it's about the team. So it's not about, oh, I need to have specific numbers. No, I need to do my job, whatever that entails, whether it's running a route or, or punt coverage, whatever. The running game has been absolutely phenomenal throughout this whole playoffs. Mostert has been a monster. Uh, Coleman has been great. Came out of nowhere that he Came out of nowhere. He was great when he was in Atlanta. It was a great pickup. I thought the Niners GM was did a horrible job in the pre, uh, season of signing McKinnon and giving him that crazy deal for no fucking reason. He didn't do anything in, in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> and you have guys stepping up to the plate, right? Coleman, even Brita, Cheetah. Cheetah the Brita, you know what I mean? So it's not about that. And luckily for us and Jimmy G, he doesn't have to rely on his arm so much, right? Just make sure you don't fumble the ball on the snap, mm -hmm. hand it off, let your players do the rest of the job. All right, you guys are not afraid at all of Patrick Mahomes? I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. not. You're not at nothing? Nah. Look, dude, if you're able to contain Russell Wilson, yeah. who I feel is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. The Niners did a great job against mm -hmm. against keeping him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if Patrick Mahomes, awesome, very very talented athlete, but you have eleven guys on the other side, man, that are just all yeah. about it, man. I think too the, the crazy thing about the Niners defense is that they've been lights out from day one to now. Right. There, there hasn't been a, a weak link in that defensive scheme. Thankfully for us, everybody is healthy. Yes on the defensive end. Okay. Everybody's healthy. Bosa is going to have a monster job, uh, monster day, I think. And I think that's going to be key. Him and D Ford on D both Ford. ends are going to be crazy. Warner and Ward on in the middle, off the chains. And what helps them most more than anything else is going to be in the de uh, defensive backfield. Thank right? you. Let's by, hear it. by having Sherman yes. in the backfield. I was going to ask you about Richard Sherman. And Sherman, to me, I thankfully, he's on our side of the ball this year <laughs> rather than being with the Seahawks the past couple years and causing us headaches. Yeah. So he knows what it's like to be in Super Bowls. He knows what it's like to win one. He also knows what it's like to lose one. He's going to give that leadership to the defensive backfield and say, hey, guys, let's do this together. Let's get the W. Let's celebrate in Miami afterwards. Okay. <laughs> so what? So let's let's hear the conspiracy as to why <laughs> you guys think the Chiefs are favored. What are some conspiracy theories? Why are the Chiefs favored then? If defense wins championships and the Niners got the the defense, I love I love seeing the Niners being the underdogs. Okay, even though it's undeserving and unwarranted because they are the number one seed in the NFC, mm -hmm. and they haven't lost in this playoffs. They also haven't been down in the playoffs. So I think in that aspect, it's going to be crucial for the Niners seeing that on the poster, on their bulletin board, that they're the underdogs, no matter what they do. So that's going to be key. I think everybody in Vegas and all the oddsmakers are rooting for the Chiefs because they think that they've come back multiple times with big leads that they were allowing to happen and then coming back. So I think the odds makers are thinking, oh, these guys are going to come back 
again. That's why they're the number one, or excuse me, that's why they're the favorites being down 24 points and then beating, you know, Tennessee and um, Houston back-to-back multiple times and beating them by double digits. I think that's why the oddsmakers are favoring them. It has nothing to do with defense, okay? Casey has no defense whatsoever, and their leading rusher throughout this whole playoffs is a quarterback. <laughs> to me, it's idiotic and moronic that they're – that. That should be played a factor because they're not a balanced team like the Niners. The, the Chiefs have no run defense, right? No, absolutely not. I think the Niners are going to run all over them. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be interesting. I mean, we're going to get into a couple of side bets that we have going on for this game. Um, personally, for once, I mean, if you've been watching, I'm sorry, if you've been listening to the podcast since football season started, I took the Niners to lose to the Browns. I said the Ravens were going to beat the Niners. I said the Saints were going to beat the Niners. It wasn't until I think last week or when whenever they played the Packers. It wasn't until they played the Packers that I said first that. time or second time. Not last week. No, the, the, <laughs> yeah, because I beat was, them the first time too. Yeah, that was and I think I, I probably took the Packers to beat them the first time. I took the Seahawks to beat the Niners. You know, so what I'm saying is I'm finally starting to see. Now that I'm like not distracted by the other teams, that the Niners are actually, you know, for real, like they can stop the Chiefs. The Chiefs have no running back. Uh, their wide receivers are good. Uh, they're, they're tight end. Travis Kelsey is amazing. But how are you going to allow the routes to develop if you're getting sacked yeah. by Bosa? Or you don't even have an opening for your run game because you don't have a run game. The Kansas City Chiefs defense is averaging or, or allowing, I should say, on average, 402 yards Ouch. per game. <laughs> That's not going to help you win a championship. No. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you guys? I mean, we're going to talk a little bit more about these, you know, these bets that we're going to place. Do you guys have anything else to say about this game, the Super Bowl, for the Pepper segment? <sighs> yeah. Here's this is what I believe, and I'm I'm going to go. We're going to talk about this later, but I don't think this game is going to be a great game in the long run. <laughs> I don't. This, this is very reminiscent to me of the 95 Super Bowl when the Niners went into Miami and did business on San Diego. Oh, that's right. And, I mean, they did business. Yeah. Steve Young went off. He threw six touchdowns that night. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. And it didn't matter, right? It didn't matter who. It, this is going to be the same aspect. And I don't trust Andy Reid. You know, Pat, and all those that have been listening, how much I despise Andy Reid because I don't think he's a great coach and he's bound to choke. Yeah. Luckily for him... He hasn't choked this playoffs. Bad thing for him, he's going to choke Super Bowl Sunday. So <laughs> I'm thankful for that and send his ass back to the zoo, you walrus-looking motherfucker. So let, let's see real quick. So the last time a prolific offense played a stout defense in the Super Bowl, from my recent memory, is um, when the Broncos beat Scam Newton yeah, and when um, the Seahawks destroyed the Broncos, yeah, right? Because yeah. the Patriots playing were they were pretty evenly matched, right? Last last year, yeah. In terms of the defenses, like the Eagles, sure. And then who did the Patriots beat last year? Uh, the Rams. The Rams. Right. They were pretty evenly matched, defense and offense, right? So I mean, last time we saw a very strong defense play a prolific offense, the defense destroyed them. So edge goes to the Niners. Uh, Niners Nation, listening. Congratulations. I'm going to give you guys an early W. I hope I don't jinx you because you're going to kill me. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that concludes the pepper segment for this week. Hey, guys. It's me.
That pepper segment, huh? Six exciting games to follow. It seems like a lot to keep up with, but don't worry. We got you covered. All you have to do is follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Weekend starts on Wednesday. We'll keep you up to date. We just spent the last 25 minutes breaking down and discussing the games that we're going to be watching and cheering on this weekend. Now it's time to talk about the dark side of sports. The side of sports that turns you into a crazy fanatic. The side of sports that drives you crazy. This is the betting aspects of sports. We are going to focus on the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure you guys know what Andres' bet is going to be, but this is his money-making bet. He's one for two on the year. Andres, what is your money-making bet for this weekend? I'm taking the 49ers, take the plus one and a half, and take them to win both. Uh, do it across the board. So two different bets. The 49ers are winning straight out. Uh, is plus 105. So every $100 you put down, you're going to get $105 back. Whoa. Uh, if you take the points, which is the spread, it's at one and a half. So that means that the Niners can lose by one or they went outright and you have that plus one and a half as insurance. That bet is minus 110. So every $110 you put, you get $100 back. So there's a, a juice difference of $10. So in layman's terms, to break it down simply, if you bet $100 on the Niners to win, you'll get about 90 back plus your 100 right so you'll basically get even money that goes for a 50 dollar bet that goes for a 20 dollar bet of course if you bet a cup of coffee or a six pack with a friend you just get that cup of coffee and that six pack rigo is that a smart bet um i'm obviously gonna go up with the uh the overall win yeah um but same time too though i think i think they're gonna be you know definitely over you know the one and a half so yeah both ways i take it And uh, my bet is kind of a universal bet. You're not really rooting for the Chiefs. You're not really rooting for the Niners. I'm taking the over. The over is set at 54 and a half points. That means that both scores combined need to equal 55 points or more. Andres, you said in the when we were warming up, getting ready for the show, you said that was not going to happen. Why is that not going to happen? I just think it's going to be a very uh, defensive-minded game. I think the Niners... Can put up the points. We've seen them put up 30-plus points the last two playoff games and vice versa with uh, KC. But I just think that the Niners' defense is going to come through. They're only averaging or giving up uh, 17 points per game. Okay. Um, And once the Niners take the lead, I don't think they're going to allow the Chiefs to come back like the Chiefs have been in the last couple games. So me personally, I don't like the over-under. And if I were to take one side, I'd take the under. But – Pat, I wish you all the luck. I wish I want to see high score. Maybe the Niners put up 45 points and the Chiefs put up 10. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, sure. In that aspect, sure, of course. Rigo. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm more that I look at it, I'm going to take the under. Uh, 54 and a half is a lot. Um, but, you know, even in my opinion, uh, 49ers put up, you know, 30. And, you know, Mahomes is going to score, whether they kick the points, whether they throw the points. Um, these guys, you know, obviously made it here for a reason. They're a great team. Um, but overall, I'm going to take the under. What if the score is 28 to 27? What is that? So over 55, yeah. Ooh, that's 55 yeah. points. Yeah. See, like, I think that can happen. Like, it's not going to be – after what happened last year's Super Bowl, 
I will be pissed if it's the same 17 to 13. That's going to be so boring. What, what, I mean, what if it's the other way around? It's 24, 14. It's still not boring. That sucks. Well, I want to see yeah. prolific offenses. I want to see the Niners score 30-something points. I want to see the Chiefs come back only to fall short. I want it to be a high-scoring right, yeah, game. Like, come on. Like, that's what the Super Bowl is all about. Good luck with your bets, everybody. Um, and uh, we will reconvene next week to see who was right and who was wrong. Now that we're all here, and now that we're all paying attention, it is time to discuss our bold predictions. These are the predictions that make us crazy. These are the predictions that make the game so much better on dress. What is your bold prediction for the weekend that is going to happen for sure? The bold prediction that is for sure going to happen, Patrick. And I'm, you hear it here first. The 49ers of San Francisco, now in Santa Clara, are going to be champions first and foremost. But on top of that, they're going to win by double digits. Ten points or more, they're going to beat the Chiefs. They're going to annihilate them. Ten points or more. Ten points or more. All they're right. going to run all over them. <laughs> that's, that's a very, very bold prediction, Rigo. Is your bold prediction better than that? Um... <clears throat> I think just it's up there. Anyways, my bold prediction is that the 49ers, they will accumulate four sacks plus on Mahomes. Um, top defense going after a guy. I know we're going to get him at least four times. Four sure. times. Wow. Do you accept that I bold accept prediction? I, I love that. I love that. Each bold prediction is worth seven points. The first to 21 collects beer from the losers. And each drink tastes like victory. Um, my bold prediction is something non-related to the Super Bowl. Surprise, surprise. I'm talking about the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma is going to drop 40-plus points at least once. Everyone's been saying a lot of bad things about Kyle Kuzma. Right now, he is a little bit more um, passionate, a little bit more hyped up because of the tragedy of Kobe Bryant. Do you think Kyle Kuzma is going to score 40-plus points at least once this weekend? They have two games. I mean, he has a strong shot. The question is, will he make those shots? Mm. He has a strong shot against uh, Sacramento, for sure. He's going to see a lot of playing time. It could happen. It could not. I don't know. Maybe not against the Blazers, though, for sure. Yeah. I, want to, I want to see it happen, most definitely. Uh, Kuzma is one of the guys I'm glad the Lakers uh, kept. Um, I'm waiting for him to just break out, and I'm hoping, you know, the whole fact of passing Kobe and, you know, him being there his, his uh, rookie year, um, being able to play with him, lights up a fire, and he goes off All for right. the rest of the season. It's going to happen. That's my bold prediction. Gentlemen, good luck with your bold prediction. Good luck, Pat. Good luck. That's bad, not even. What happened? So you want to know what happened, Pat? Yeah. Okay, the game was tied. Sorry, the game was 62-60. Wait, hold on. Is this your scumbag? This is my scumbag. Okay, hold on. Let's let the people decide if this is a scumbag or not. So, Andres, explain the events that happened to you Saturday afternoon. College actually wasn't even the afternoon. It was Saturday morning. Saturday morning. College basketball. Michigan at home against Illinois. The tw 21st ranked Illinois team. It's 62-60 with two minutes left. This game's in Michigan, mind you, okay? Let's not forget that. They're at home. Up to. Up to. Two minutes left. They get the rebound. Take it down at 148. Misses a jumper. Okay. Get the rebound. Missed the layup. 
Offensive rebound. Foul. Offensive fa- rebound? Offensive rebound. So Michigan sells the ball. Mm-hmm. They get fouled. They go to the free throw line. Misses. Okay. So it, that's a one and one on that one, right? Misses that one, doesn't get – they don't get the ball back. Illinois gets the ball. They miss a layup. Still 62-60. Still up by two. Minute 17 left. Michigan has the ball. They get fouled. You go to the foul line. Now it's double bonus, so they get two free, th- two free throws. Misses the first one. Misses the second one. Defensive rebound. Illinois has the ball. Still down two. Still down two. <laughs> 51 seconds. Okay. They get fouled. They make both of their free throws. No problem. Michigan has the ball. Takes it down. Misses the <laughs> jumper. Defensive rebound. Illinois has the ball. Makes the jumper. To win the game with zero on the shot clock. So Michigan fucked up like four times in the last two minutes. And not getting one free throw in. Because Illinois got the ball back with 117. Yeah. But Michigan had the ball with 152 left on the clock. And they didn't milk the clock at least 60 seconds. No. It doesn't matter because you get fouled and you can't even make one free throw. You couldn't make one free throw at home. To extend the game. How much? So that bet, that was a bet you placed. That was a bet that I placed. And you didn't win the bet. I didn't. No, I got my ass kicked. So, I was so upset, and it messed me up on parlay. It didn't. It didn't matter what. I had it separately. I had it on different. Every which way possible. Scum, I got, that, that's a scumbag. I got fucked. Yeah, Michigan is a scumbag. How do you win games though in the future? Right? You're a Big Ten school. You're at home. You're at home. You have a chance multiple times to win it, and you don't make one free throw. It's, it's a house. It's a brick house. You're, you're done. I'm sorry. Like, what are they not practice? Do they not practice anything? I mean, what's Dewan Howard doing? Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard. What's he teaching them? They Nothing. should be. My team will be practicing 100 free throws before the end of practice. Yeah. What if they miss the uh, NCAA tournament? Because of that, yeah, they probably are. <laughs> so I, I'm. That was my scumbag. That okay. was fucking awful. Because the scumbag of the night is the person who ruins your happiness for sports. It could be fantasy sports. It could be a bet. It could be your favorite team. So, Rigo, um, you and I personally, as Laker fans, have been consumed over this Kobe Bryant tragedy. I haven't really watched any sports, um, so I can't tell you what the scumbag is. Right now, the topic is still hot, and you were a baseball catcher, played um, baseball your whole life. What do you make of what's going on with how MLB doesn't distribute punishments to the teams. Yeah, I thought that was um, a little unfortunate that, you know, the teams were kind of, uh, you know, punished, but players weren't. I also do understand, though, the players did uh, just follow follow rules, you know, uh, given by management. They know right from wrong, though. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very hard topic to touch on, um, but – it is it is very shitty though because you know playing baseball there's small signs you could pick up right but but that's through error you know but if they're using cameras to have to sneak in and give real time feed on what a pitcher's gonna throw man that's 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 uh, that's going a little too far um, but uh, but as far as players not not being able to say anything apologies I think that's that's pretty shitty I know a couple of players ex players that were on that championship team have come out and said something Mm -hmm. but players that are currently on the team haven't said a word um and mlb really not doing much to the teams man um it's for the record would you want 
the championship. Andres, would you want them to give you that to you? No, absolutely not. Riga? No, nah, I don't want it. But what I would like, though, is for it to go down in the books, yeah. written as Los Angeles Dodgers slash Houston Astros, put an asterisk on it and explain what happened. Yeah. Uh, rings get given back and sold and given to charities um, or the or the areas of that. Um, there's a lot of money that was won. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those T-shirts, bro, that said that the you know the Dodgers won the World Series, especially against the Astros because yeah. that went to game seven. Those shirts are somewhere, you know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they're, they're somewhere in Africa. But, I mean, it's like I want that shirt now, you know. But to say to just give the Dodgers the win, no. But um, – what is I just have a question, Rio. Being being a baseball, you know, athlete and former and and, and the love of the game for yourself. Yeah. What is a just punishment for them? On both and now and, and now the Astros, right? The Red Sox too. Yeah. No, that's that's happened what, twice. You see, that's that's where I fall. You know, because as a player, yes, I knew a fastball's coming or I knew an off-speed pitch was coming, but that doesn't mean it was going to be a home run, right? right? But it's still an advantage. The same way, in my opinion, steroids were an advantage. Yes, the guy still had to swing, make contact, and hit the ball, sure. right? But steroids could have been the difference between the warning track and an actual home run, right? Right? It's still cheating. You know, it's so- symbolic of what you just said. Mark McGuire's 60-second home run barely made it over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't juicing, that's probably a long see, single. Um, but the players do still need to put in the work. But, I mean, if you're a trained professional sure. where this is what you do, you wake up and you perfect this craft, yeah. your chances of producing a better outcome are out of the out of the roof, man. Look, for sure, it definitely has ruined the integrity of the game. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. So what's the punishment? Like, if you're a commissioner, like said, what, what's the punishment? If you're a commissioner right now, to what's the, the players? To the player, whoever to was player involved. I think, teams, I think every player involved should be suspended for three years. Okay. Because it messed up the legacy. Okay, two years. Two years. They should be suspended for two years because it messed up the legacy of the people on the other end. I don't care if it was the Dodgers. I don't care if it was the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it was. That really messes up their legacies. Yeah. Furthermore, it helps improve other legacies that might not be sure, what they are. Yeah. And then lastly, that two-year suspension hurts the players that cheated mm-hmm. because not only are they missing out on two years of pay, but there's two there's people younger than them that have two years to get better than them. And it's going to hurt them to get playing time when they are eligible to return. Yeah. So I think that's a fair punishment because – the stuff that they did, when it's all said and done for pitchers like Clayton Kershaw, when it's all said and done for pitchers like um, Kenley Jansen sure. or these young hitters like Bellinger, when it's all said and done for these young players that might only win one championship or never win one, what are we going to – like they had they had that stripped of them because people were cheating. So yeah. I think they should be shown the, the door, show them the door out of the league, but in a very political, legal way. Like we're going to suspend you. And let yeah. other people get better than you. Yeah, that's well, what I, I think should happen to I, them. I I want to play in your league. That's what I'm saying. I'll tell because I think you're extremely lenient on that. Yeah. If I was commissioner, you would ban them forever. I ban them for life. Okay, first and foremost, what precedents are you showing to like and bring back Pete Rose? Okay, if you're gonna go that route, because at least Pete Rose never bet against his own team. I, yeah, I would. And, I, Pete Rose to me never, never would. No, he would and, come back at this point. Yeah, with the steroids era. If you're going to let that shit slide, yeah. let Pete Rose. So you're telling me that I can cheat a game, right, for example. Yeah. But for both the Nationals and the Red Sox. You get as suspended a manager, for two I years? Get suspended, I get suspended for a year, right, according to the new to the rules right now. This rule. And I still, w- I still win my World Series, and yeah. it's not taken from me. Yeah. 
what do you – and as a suspended for one year, you know what's going to happen after that mm-hmm. one year. Someone's going to hire them yeah. somewhere, yeah. somewhere, somewhere, and whatever. But they still have their ring. So to me, I can go there myself, yeah. cheat, yeah. get banned for a year, come back and, and come it. back and do yeah. it again. Yeah, but the people you but surround yourself – but you're not setting you're not setting the tone for that. But the people so like, you surround it, yourself with, though, know that that ring is bullshit. Look, regardless, those are the like those are the kinds of people you hang out with, I, and I they're it. gonna never. It's if I was commissioner, they'd be banned for life. That's how you set the tone, and the organizations themselves will be banned for one year of competition. And the for reason life, being, ego. That one's, that, one's, that one's tough, dude. I know it's <laughs> sports, but at the end of the day, these things are businesses. This is an entertainment business, man. I'm not, they make I'm not, so much money. I'm not banning the, the organization. I'm banning them for a year. They're not for life. But the players involved in coaches and whomever. They bring a lot, but the players bring a lot of money to the you game. Have, you have a farm system. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's true. They have a farm system. Yeah, they have somebody what? else that's going to take his spot, dude. It doesn't matter. Well, you hit them where it hurts as an organization, which is money, right? The fans are already paying X, Y, and Z to – Fairly, which is crazy, what the amount of a game is. It's like two hundred dollars per person to just go to a game. Mm-hmm. That's not including food and everything. Else. Dude, me and my dad paid fifteen hundred bucks. That's a what, ticket. That's what I'm. A yeah. ticket. That was for, for game, the world. Game six. That was world, for the world Series. Let's get that's a World Series though. Let's just. Talk, I'm talking about average game. Yeah. And what concession stands are through the roof. Beer, beer sucks. And I'm paying fifteen dollars a beer at Dodger Stadium. So you're saying to ban the ban banning the players. For life hurts the teams. All of it, and then you ban them for a year. The organization from competitive, competitive nature. Because you know what? Shame on you. Because if you didn't know about it, that's on your fault for not running your organization. So the competitive nature. So yeah, it's like yeah, you can still get sued at something that happens in your house, even if you're not home. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a very um, very layered scumbag of the night. (laughs) (laughs) That one was ten minutes long. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. We had a great time shooting this one. Um, apparently, go 49ers, right? Yeah. Hey, go 49ers. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Gianna, and all the other passengers on board this past Sunday morning. Um, if you ever end up in a baseball league that Andres is in charge of, do not cheat. <laughs> nope. Because he will cut your balls off and yeah. hand them to your partner. No. <laughs> um, good night, Andres. Uh, good night. We know uh, we thank you for spending time with us. We know you can be listening to anybody and everybody. Uh, but at the same time, bet responsibly, drink responsibly. Uh, Rigo, thank you for tonight. Always a pleasure here in the living room. Gentlemen, thank you for letting me be here and uh, live in the living room.